Hey guys, James here. Reminder, before we get started, there are two ways that you can watch this episode if you desire. If you're right now on Spotify, you can actually opt in to see the video that goes along with the audio you're about to hear. Or you can find every episode of the Carolina Weather Group on the Carolina Weather Group YouTube channel. Thanks for being an audio podcast subscriber. Enjoy this week's episode. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Carolina Weather Group. Happy to have you this evening. And we have our special guest tonight, Miss Kelly Dobeck from WO. W-O-I-O. That's a mouthful right there. Channel 19 News in Cleveland, Ohio. And if you don't know Kelly that well, she actually has some ties to the Carolinas. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. And we have with us our guest panelists for tonight. You have seen her on the show a time or two, Miss Candace Jordan from the Schneel, Schneel Museum, right? Candace, did I get it right? The Shield Museum. Shield Museum. We just went over this. We just went over it. So <laughs> I knew I would butcher it's it, okay. but it's okay. Shield. Also, yeah, can I make a can I make a call letter joke? I think Kelly can tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's supposed to sound like you're saying Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to steal I that. I think that's Ohio. a good idea. Ohio. I feel like every time I see it, I hear Ohio or Ohio. It's supposed to sound like Ohio. I've never heard that before, but I like it. I like it. We're off to a great start tonight. So, Kelly, (laughs) welcome to the show. Uh, I'm going to first-time guest. So, we always ask our first-time guest this question. I know you've got a unique story. I've been reading some of your uh, bio. But how did you get interested in weather? Like, what jump-started your weather journey? So, I feel like most meteorologists always have, like, the story, right, of what got them interested in weather. And mine really was my dad. My dad was a super big weather nerd, so... Uh, growing up in, I grew up here in uh, Cleveland. We actually built a weather station and put it on my playground in my backyard when I was a kid. So we had set up our own website, all this stuff. So like when there were severe thunderstorm warnings, things like that, all these alarms would go off in my house. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Everyone else in my family was not a big fan of the 2 a.m. thunderstorm warning alarms going off and things like that. Uh, but that he's the one that really got me interested in weather. We'd always watch storms coming in from our front porch and uh, that kind of sparked my interest in uh, wanting to go into meteorology. Kelly, I'm going to start this conversation, but I'm going to let Candace kind of take over because I know you and Candace have this uh, this friendship. But uh, we talked about your Carolina ties. You actually uh, picked UNC Asheville as your school of choice for meteorology. So why UNC Asheville being in Ohio State or Ohio where Ohio State is a big meteorology school. So how did you choose UNCA? And tell us a little bit about your time there. So that's where I met Candace at UNCA. That's where we became besties. Um, But how I decided that I wanted to go to school there actually was when I decided I wanted to do weather. um, Of course, I looked at Ohio State. Ohio University also has a pretty good meteorology program too. Uh, But I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with meteorology when I first uh, was going to school. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do TV, if I wanted to do research. I, I didn't really know what other avenues there were. Uh, so that's why I started looking at other schools just to get an idea of um, what the other schools offered. And UNCA, well, first of all, Asheville is like beautiful. So when my dad was like, let's take a trip to Asheville. They have a good meteorology program. We Googled it and it came up as like one of the top 10. And I was like, sure, let's go there. Um, so we took a tour and the campus is beautiful. Everything about it's beautiful. So that was a good selling point. And then the funny thing is, and he'll probably, if you ever tell him the story, one of the, our professors there, 
Dr. Hennon, he is from the same exact city as me in Ohio, from Strongsville. And he, I met him at my tour and he was like, I grew up in Strongsville too. Um, so it was kind of like this weird connection. Um, so that was kind of nice to be like, oh, someone that I know where my hometown was, teaches at, you know, UNCA. I fell in love with the campus. I fell in love with the area. Loved the program because it was so small. I thought I could get more hands-on. Um, and that's like one of the best things about uh, my college experience was how much stuff I got to do while I was in college, undergraduate research, uh, field research, internships, I have so much stuff. And I think that is a huge credit to why my background is a little bit different than a lot of other TV meteorologists, because I got to kind of got to dabble in uh, a little bit of everything. And um, that's where I met Candace. I, Candace, she can attest that when she first met me, TV meteorology wasn't my best route to take at first. There's a lot of good stories of me and oh, Candace. Oh, you gotta let me tell that broadcast. story. Yes, there's a lot of good stories of me and Candace in broadcast meteorology class, uh, me just trying to get through. <laughs> but uh, it was, I, I, my college experience was the best. I mean, just all the opportunities that I got, uh, really just from like a Google search and then kind of all the stars aligning when I got there and uh, just the area being so beautiful. Uh, it was great to kind of experience different weather climates too, because I was so used to just Ohio. I never uh, lived in the South and Asheville's, you know, the South, uh, you know, so just experiencing all the microclimates in Asheville too, I think was just, it was, it was great. I haven't been back to Asheville since I've graduated, so I'll have to take a trip soon. One thing that I can tell about Kelly is from that first like broadcasting class that we were in, and the first time she got up there and she, like, they're just like, you know, here, just get on the wall and, and just, and just go for it, plow through it. Right. And like, I will never forget this. And we still joke about this to this day. You can like look up our Twitter feeds and we're like every year we talk about this, but like she was going on and like trying to explain that. And then all of a sudden she was like, because it's fall, this is what it is because it's fall. And then like, this kind of like <laughs> fell apart and it's, hilarious it's just like a classic line and it, it's so funny because like firsthand experience like I saw her from like the very like bottom of her career and like to see where she is now like you're amazing now like you look like such a natural so kudos to you I learned a lot from Candace and that's what even one of our professors said too when you graduated they're like you were always in Candace's shadow I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but <laughs> she taught me a lot for sure <laughs> One of the things about UNCA, I know it was like a super small campus. Uh, we have some really cool opportunities. So what was your favorite class to take at UNCA? Probably tropical meteorology because I learned a ton. That was something that like, especially growing up in Ohio, <laughs> you know, it was like something that really right. sparked my interest. And I ended up doing a bunch of undergraduate research uh, with classifying hurricanes after that. So that was probably my favorite. I, I have too much... I get too stressed out thinking about some of the other classes that we had to take. <laughs> so that is the media. When you asked me that question, I was like, what's my least favorite class? <laughs> is the first oh, thing okay, well, what's your mind. least favorite class? <laughs> Physical meteorology was my least favorite. Oh, that was really hard. I, just, I thought that was harder <laughs> than thermodynamics. Thermodynamics is hard. Physical meteorology was harder. <laughs> Wait, like, I lied. Not physical. 
I'm, I'm wrong. Weather instruments was my least favorite class. Oh, and I know yeah. that doesn't sound like it should be difficult. Like, oh, cool. No, we were building circuits of weather instruments. So like it was like physics resistors. Yes. So it was physics-based weather instruments. So that is the class I probably have the most nightmares about still to this day is building circuits. <laughs> <laughs> what was one of the things that you got to do outside of the classroom that was your favorite at UNCA? We never hiked together, but um, no. we used to hike the Smoky Mountains uh, for rain gauge research. We ran into a bear. I think I told this story with Massey about how we ran into a bear um, on a different podcast. Or maybe I, I feel like, was I on your guys' podcast a while back, like a long time ago? Oh, you're going to I think me- you were with Sarah Fortner. With Sarah Fortner. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. That's right. That was right I after sure I think I started. Like rebranded, but I thought I thought that I I, we, I told this same story on the podcast <laughs> about running into the bear with Massey. <laughs> Can you tell me what the quasi geostrophic omega equation is? So I showed that equation on TV last week. Yay! I know. Hold on. Hold on. So I was talking about. Uh, I have a segment, aside from doing the weather, during the week, I have a segment called Science School, and I basically can just cover any science topic that I want any day. Um, It's really great. It's a partnership with our local science center. Uh, We do tons of fun experiments. I interview lots of women in STEM, super passionate project that I do, uh, and it's just fun because I can kind of just do whatever I want. So uh, we had that really big... um, you got the same system that affected you guys and brought you some ice. What was it? Two Mondays ago now, almost. Depends um, which one you're talking about. <laughs> right. There's, you know, one of the ones in the past couple There's of weeks. There's been so many. <laughs> yeah. I think it was um, the first one. The first one, right. At the beginning of, of January, I think. Um, but I was able to kind of break down that system and I started talking about trowels and I showed the front of Genesis equation and I just started throwing in uh, different weather equations just to let people know. I'm like, hey, I know you thought that, you know, the snow totals were the system we got, we ended up being in the deformation zone. So we o- overperformed a lot of areas, saw like two feet of snow uh, in portions of our viewing area uh, east of Cleveland. So I was explaining like, why did we see so much snow? And I was explaining different levels of the atmosphere and all that stuff. And I said, you know, next time, if you want to, you know, be upset and wonder, you know, why were, why were we wrong? I'm like, here's some equations that you can do that we learned in school. And I put them, I put them on the air. So um, that was really fun. So I actually, I don't know it by heart, but I just looked at it <laughs> the other day and explained how front of Genesis works on TV. So I'm still using my meteorology equations, even on, even on TV. So tell me a little bit more about your partnership with the Science Museum, because you know, me working in the museum, like, I absolutely love the fact that you're getting out and about and showcasing science and you really are a role model for young girls to go into science. It's my favorite part of, of my job, honestly, is getting to do that. I mean, I love doing the weather and forecasting, but getting to go out in the community and, you know, see younger kids and kind of, you know, inspire them to get involved in science is just a very rewarding part of the job for sure. So with the Science Center, 
uh, the part I've, we've probably been partnered together for over a year now. Um, I'll go there and check out some of their new exhibits, of course, but whenever I have ideas and I can't get my hands on certain chemicals or things that if I try to order them on Amazon, I'd probably get flagged by like the FBI or something for trying to, you know, <laughs> create explosives in my house. Uh, they are the go-tos for all the good stuff. So if I do like elephant toothpaste, all that stuff, they've got all the goods, any type of explosion that I want. Uh, they usually have all the ingredients to make it happen. So we only do a lot of flashy stuff to kind of make science fun because that's definitely what draws the attention of uh, some of the younger kids. And then when they realize that there's a bunch of science behind that, uh, you know, it's always super cool. So tell me what your favorite science experiment you've done with the science center. My favorite that I've done on my own is the exploding paint cans when you do the baking soda uh, yeah, and the vinegar and the paint can and flip it over. That was super fun. Uh, and then some of my favorite science center ones, gosh, there's so many. Um, I definitely was a big fan of the fire bubbles where you have the bubbles in your hand and they light your hand on fire and, you know, it, it burns off all the bubbles. That's a good one. Um, the elephant toothpaste is one of my favorites. That's fun. And uh, what else? Gosh, I wish I could remember the name. So, you know, when you have a balloon and you inhale the helium and your voice gets super high. Candace, you probably know the name of the, the one that makes your voice oh. super low. Was it like sulfur hexafluoride or something yes. like that? Yep, that's what it is. And I got <laughs> to do that on TV and talk like an evil scientist. Uh, so that was really fun too. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about where you went after UNCA. So I did spend some more time in the Carolinas after I left UNCA. So I went from, I learned a lot about the mountains and orographic lift and all that stuff from there. And then I went to Augusta, Georgia. So I technically lived in uh, North Augusta, South Carolina, uh, because the market kind of, you know, is part, it's part of Georgia and it's also part of South mm -hmm. Carolina. So I lived there for over a year and I uh, got to forecast severe weather for the masters, which was super exciting for my first year <laughs> of being in broadcast the most important week of the year in Augusta and uh, during the right. practice rounds yeah during the practice rounds we had a tornado warning and um so that was my first really experience with severe weather during an event that was super important um but the weather in Augusta is definitely a lot different than uh the weather in <laughs> even Asheville I, you guys have so many microclimates in the Carolinas it's just like it's wild do you miss forecasting the wedge <laughs> no. So I remember us talking about this last time. I remember on, on, for, I just remember forecasting, like, here's this front. It's going to be there for a long time. <laughs> just hanging out. Um, that was probably one of the more difficult things to forecast in, in Augusta because most of the time the weather was beautiful, but then you'd get that and it'd be like, or you get these like fronts coming in. And again, I was kind of new. So I was excited for, you know, when weather, was happening if it was you know thunderstorms things like that and then the front would just stall out right before Augusta and I'm like oh well almost <laughs> we almost had it <laughs> what what is the saying uh Jared Shay, Shay has the saying of fronts come here to die or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah the Carolinas it's where fronts come to die I'm sure that everybody was really uh thoughtful and very nice when the masters had to be interrupted for a tornado warning um, oh, luckily it was the practice rounds because I yeah. I was so I mean even even in Cleveland we had to interrupt a repeat of the Masters a repeat of the Masters for oh, severe weather dear. and we got oh people got really mad <laughs> uh, so I, oh, I in Augusta no. that would be times hundred for sure so did you get to go out and like enjoy 
the masters any and not really have to worry about the weather just kind of go enjoy the atmosphere so being the newbie i was last on the list to get uh any masters uh in so one day when during uh, off season of the masters i tried to see how far i could get before they you know yelled at me to get off of the so i just wanted to see the green you know and see how green it was i couldn't even get anywhere near close uh to seeing it so i tried but no i didn't get to go i didn't get to go to the practice <laughs> rounds um but i had a couple co-workers that did they brought me back goodies from the masters i had lots of pimento cheese sandwiches so oh, that's yes. my best memory of the of the masters <laughs> so kelly tell us about thunder because thunder is adorable I think I started following you on Twitter. You know, you're cool, but Thunder, I mean, is the star of the show. Let's be honest. People love dogs and people are more likely to pay attention if you've got something really important to say. If I post an adorable picture of my dog and I'm like, hey, by the way, there's a wind chill advisory tonight. Bring your pet inside. So they're more likely Mm -hmm. to see the post versus if I just posted a picture of the wind chill map. Uh, they, I mean, unless the wind chills are like super intense, but like most mm-hmm. of the time when I have something very important to say, the best way for people to uh, get the info is if I talk about thunder because every, no one can be mad when you, you mm-hmm. know, bring puppies into eat thunder is going to get mad because I'm interrupted him <laughs> eating, but yeah. So <laughs> he, aside from thunder, the, he's, he's a hot, he's so I, Thunder is very, very well liked. He is much more, people only come up to me. I've had multiple times where I bring him everywhere since he's so small. Uh, he has a little purse that he knows it's his purse. If I bring it, he's like ready to go. I've had a couple of people come up to me and go, is, is that Thunder? That's him in the flesh. He is, he is very, he is the celebrity. He is uh, the one that people try to uh, uh, recognize in public all the time. So what was that difference like the perspective for you? living both in the Carolinas and up north with snowfall. I mean, it's like a tale of two different worlds, right? So I will say when it snowed in the Carolinas, especially when I was in college, and it might've had something to do with me being in college, but snow was so much fun. People were so excited. It was going to snow. Uh, We were, everyone was talking about it, the milk and bread, you know, the kind of the worry, like uh, even if it was just like an inch or two, people were either pumped or they were stressed. And it was a bit, it was a big deal. Um, here, snow, I mean, it, it can be a big deal for sure, but uh, more so people are more annoyed with it than, you know, there's not as much excitement around it aside from, you know, kids having snow days and things like that. But I definitely think um, people don't care as much because like you said, uh, especially in the snow belt area where I live in Cleveland, where that gets all the lake effect snow, um, they just get it all the time. So it's just not even, a, you know, no one even bats an eye when it's like, oh, it's been snowing for five hours. We have a foot of snow on the ground. Uh, not a big deal. But if I said that and I lived in Nashville, I'm like, yeah, it's going to snow. And we're going to get a foot of snow. If it would shut down, like people would freak out. It would be, you know, it'd be a huge deal. So um, definitely I would say it's more exciting in the South, but also uh, a lot more, the stress level is a lot higher with forecasting snow in the South versus uh, versus here. Lake effect is its own beast of its, its that that is a stress of its own, but much different than forecasting not only snow in the Carolinas, but also you guys have the snow versus mix versus rain, which is also a lot tougher uh, than, you know, more stressful for people there versus uh, what we get up here, so. And I think that's one of the more stressful things around here is like, you know, not only are we trying to like forecast for snow, but it's like on top of that, we have to go there and explain what is the difference between snow and freezing rain and sleet and just regular rain. So it's like, there's a whole nother layer of like 
information we have to try to add on top of it, where I feel like a lot of times you guys are just like, it's snow. Let's talk about how much. Let's talk about the lake effect stuff, but you're not having to necessarily go through like that whole ice talk every time. Tell us about Cleveland. I know you're a huge sports fan. Uh, what are some of your favorite spots? What's yours? I know you mentioned food. What's some of your favorite food restaurants in Cleveland to visit? So <clears> if we were going like, give us the top five things to do there. I will say if you're ever going to come to Cleveland and you have a preference, come during the summer. Don't come right now. You won't like it very much. <laughs> You'll be like, why do you live here? Uh, we don't have a ton of sunshine for the next couple of months, but it does get amazing. We have amazing summers, not as humid compared to the Carolinas. So I will say that the humidity is much better. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's one of those cities that there's so much to do. It has that big city feel, but it isn't a huge city like Chicago or New York. Sports are fun. Um, I'm trying to think. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is awesome. Uh, if you're ever here visiting, that's something you've got to check out. They've got tons of fun exhibits. Uh, that's a good one, too. Uh, even if you don't like music, it's, it's just a fun to check out. The architecture is amazing over there, too. Uh, just really, if you do come during the summertime, getting to spend time out by Lake Erie, there's lots of fun stuff. We've got beaches. They're not the same as the beaches in North Carolina, but they're beaches to us. Um, some of the fun, I will say food places if anyone's ever visiting Cleveland. Uh, I'm a big taco person and there's a place called Barrio. Super good tacos. Best place to get tacos for sure. I'm trying to think what else put me on the spot about all this fun stuff to do. Your dance classes. Oh yeah, I I, uh, am a bar instructor. So I teach fitness classes too uh, on the side. And then um, I also host uh, our uh, AHL hockey games. I'm one of the in arena hosts for that. I have a lot of free time. <laughs> I don't, but I just love being busy. That's <laughs> fun too. So have you ever ate at Melt Bar and Grilled? Like yes. that is a great place to get a grilled cheese sandwich. Yes. Their grilled cheese, you have to come hungry because okay. the grilled are giant. They're so big. Um, I'm trying to think the one, one of the best ones is named after a city in Parma. And I can't remember what the entire name of it is, but it's got Parma in the name. If you like like chicken Parmesan on a grilled cheese, yes. that is, uh, but they, they have, I mean, anything you could think of on a grilled cheese. They have specials during like St. Patrick's Day. Corned beef is a big thing here for St. Patrick's Day. Um, they've got all kinds. Yeah, that is, that is definitely, if you're a big grilled cheese fan, you got to make a stop there. Um, they have like regular, like the, you know, the regular just cheese, but it's like the bread is big. They've got tomato soup. They've got like dessert grilled cheeses too. Oh. Well, Kelly, we certainly appreciate your time with us tonight. Um, for our followers and listeners, how can they uh, follow you on social media so my social media handle handle on all platforms is at kelly d weather uh and then thunder also has an instagram that you can find from my page as well the more important person if that's who you want more pictures <laughs> you can find yep. on my <laughs> definitely don't have to go find thunder on instagram kelly thank you so much for joining us and thank you all Bye. for watching thank you thank you all for watching us at the carolina weather group we'll see you real soon